0: You're listening to What The Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jenna Sargent, news editor of SD Times.
1: For this week's episode of the podcast, I had the opportunity to speak to Gabe Monroy, who is the chief product officer over at DigitalOcean. He's created and sold a number of companies over the years before landing at DigitalOcean, so he has a lot of experience across the technology space. And I'm going to be talking with him about an issue that you might be familiar with, which is developers focusing too much on the technology that they're using and losing sight of the actual problem they're meant to be solving for their customers. So without further ado, we'll go ahead and play that conversation for you. I think it's a good one. Well, I'm really excited to to get to talk to you and kind of lean in on your experience. So I know that one thing I see, and I'm sure something that you see as well working in the field, is that um, a lot of times developers kind of get caught up in using like the latest technology, the cool technology, um, and then they kind of lose sight of what their actual end goal is which is ultimately delivering value for the customer. So are there points in your career you can think of where you've kind of fallen into this trap and how did that affect your projects? Um, and I guess as a follow-up to that, like how do you kind of get out of that thinking
0: Uh, I definitely have experience with that. I I actually like to call that hacker news driven development, right? It's like, you know, (laughs) go take a look at what's on the top of hacker news and like, you know, let's just go build, right? Or get, get building with it. Um, you know, it's funny because because really, I think the answer to your question parallels a lot my journey from being an engineer and, and developer, uh, you know, a CTO a startup that kind of thing, uh, towards becoming a product person. Really, where, where I'm really more focused on on customer needs. Um, but I can give you a, an example of this. Um, you know, I started a company back in 2011 called OpDemand, uh, and it was a really cool piece of technology. It was basically, uh, you know, infrastructure templates and deployment automation. It had this cool like VCR like control bar for starting and stopping environments and doing deployments. And so you could just like click a button and get a WordPress and do deployments on it and um, run on native US and, and other providers too. Um, you're really you're kind of you know pretty far ahead of its time and and. I was super excited about the technology. And um, you know, as a startup, I ended up spending over a million dollars on this really great user interface, like web user interface using all the latest technology. I remember uh, at the time, this tech called Backbone.js, uh, a backbone you know web framework was all the rage. And so single page web apps and it just had all the bells and whistles, right? And, and we spent a ton of money on it. And in the end, what we realized, like developers didn't really quite understand like what problem it was solving for them. Uh, and so it was like whiz bang cool and, and all the features and all the buzzwords and whatnot. It wasn't really solving a customer problem. And that was a really painful and expensive Mistake for me at the time. Uh, I ended up pivoting that company towards you know what ultimately became Deus, and, and that was a great success. And it was during that process that I learned how important it is to talk to customers and to not just rely on you know what the coolest tech stack is.
1: Yeah, I know that um, like developers definitely get like there's that whole like shiny object thing, and sometimes like the shiny object is the the thing that's going to make your product better. So how can developers kind of distinguish between like technology that is cool and exciting and they just want to work with it versus technology that's cool and exciting and will actually like make their product better like is there are there things you can kind of um like ask yourself before you start implementing things or is it more like try things out and see if it's actually beneficial
0: yeah, yeah I, look, I think the first thing, uh, Jenna, is to acknowledge that there's actually some good reasons that folks are maybe <laughs> very very focused, let's put it, on, on what the technologies are and, and whether those are cool or not. Um, one of the reasons for that is it's really important to have technology that's interesting to developers when you're trying to grow a team, right? Um, oftentimes if you're working on a very uncool you know technology stack that's you know it's going to be hard to recruit folks and, and and we feel that pain today but you know that's also historically been true as well uh, and as a leader like a CTO or, or a leader you know working on a new project, you don't want to be the person who picks the the super unglamorous tech stack and that harms your ability to hire a great team uh, to help you execute on your idea. So I think that is, is an important consideration, Uh, you know, technologies like containers and, 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 you know, Docker and Kubernetes and things like that. Um, Like you see that effect in the wild today where, you know, if you have Kubernetes in your tech stack, it allows you to hire people who are interested in that same thing with, you know, certain JavaScript frameworks and and React and and stuff like that. So um, it is important. Right, Um, but it's not more important than making sure your product is actually solving problems for customers. And so, you know, uh, you know, one of the biggest things that I learned, right, if I could go back and do it all over again, in terms of you know my, my startup days, I actually would have invested in building like mocks or like like sort of like screenshot, you know, of what the product would look like. And actually, tested that with customers and got feedback on like, hey, like if we build a thing that did X, Y, and Z, would you be interested in that? How much would you be willing to pay for that? Right? Would that really be solving a problem for you? Is it, is it an important problem? Is it not an important problem? Uh, and and I would have done a lot of that work prior to writing a line of code. Uh, and, and I know that now because having to throw out a bunch of really cool code that I was really proud of because I didn't do that, you know, process I was just describing that was super painful. And and I don't want to uh, you know, repeat that again. And, and now, as you know, an engineering leader you know, managing teams that are are very large, um, I don't want that for them either. And so that's why you know, we do try and de-risk anything that we do now, um, you know, on the product development side. But you know, again, you know, DigitalOcean is a company. You know, we really try to embrace the developer journey uh, around learning. Uh, there's always a new technology that comes out, Hacker News or, or you know Reddit or whatever, there's always new cool stuff, you know, to go learn. And that's part of the, the journey. So it is important for folks to be picking up uh, new technology. You just have to prioritize it appropriately. And that new tech is going to come after solving customer problems.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause I I know that like anecdotally I hear all the time that like in order to recruit like the top developers, you you can't just have like a stagnant team that's like never never innovating, never doing anything like new and interesting. Um so I think that's a really great point. I hear you have a theory that kind of relates to this that involves painkillers versus vitamins. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: I, I didn't come up with this. I don't even know where I picked it up. Uh, I'm sure someone could go dig around on the internet and find the source of this but it really resonated with me. It's it's you know, I think a core concept in in, in products, which is, you know, is the problem that you're solving a vitamin or a painkiller? Right? Is your solution a vitamin or a painkiller? Uh, I should say. Uh, and you know, vitamins are great, right? Like we take vitamins cause they make us a little bit better, right? They, they add some value to our life and, uh, you make us healthier, that sort of thing. Um, but sometimes we need to take the painkillers, right? Because we've got something that is just, it's put us on, on our back, right? We're like it, the pain is so pressing and and, and it's so um, hard for us to live with and deal with that we would do anything to get rid of that pain and, and taking painkillers, uh, you know, is, is when you need them, you're. Really need them, right? And understanding whether your product or whether the technology that you're working on, you know, it, you, it's really important to understand: is it a vitamin or is it a painkiller, right? Because if if it's a vitamin, what ends up happening is, as your customers or prospective customers look to evaluate that that solution, it's never gonna come to the top of the pile right? In terms of their, their priority, they're going to go, Ah, oh, this is kind of cool, but like, I'm busy. I got other stuff going on. Right. But if your product is a painkiller, if it's solving something really, really important, they're going to go, wait a minute, you said you can do what do you realize how painful that, that area is for me right now. Let me go put everything else away. And I'm going to focus on engaging with you and your startup and and, and your company on, you know, uh, uh, evaluating the solution and, and really putting it to work. And the other side effect of this, which is, you know, always found super fascinating is if your product is truly a painkiller it almost doesn't matter how good your product is right how how good it looks how good the ui is um it's solving a really important problem i'll give you a great example of this um craigslist right like craigslist notorious for it's just terrible user interface and like they could Give a crap, right? They don't care. They're not going to go fix that thing. And the reason why is because Craigslist is a painkiller, right? Like you want to connect with folks and and sort of buy and sell. Like they've got this traction and this network effect that they've been able to collect up. And so you know they don't need to to make it all super polished and build a mobile app and and do all the stuff that a lot of product people and engineers would, you know, would think would be necessary because what Craigslist is solving is such a painkiller in the market and the fact that there is that network effect, um, you know. It, 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 it overrides everything else. Um, so anything that we're building, I'm always trying to you know talk to customers and um, or have the team talk to customers and really understand the disposition between is it a, a vitamin or a painkiller. And, and look, it's a spectrum, right? You know, maybe you start out with a vitamin and you, you tweak the product a little bit and, and get it into that painkiller mode, but you really want to be um, you know selling painkillers. That's uh, that's that's good business.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely like see that all the time, just like personally with like web design. Cause I feel like there are so many websites that are just like, they're so pretty, but they don't really tell me what they're doing. But then you look at Craigslist and it's like, it's not pretty, but like, it's, it's doing its job. And it's like, I can find what I need. Like, it's gonna, I'm gonna like, I'm going to find what I need there. Um, so yeah, that, that analogy totally makes a lot of sense to me. So, um, is there any advice that you'd give to product teams so they can kind of find the balance between, um, like, over-engineering their products and um, making sure they are delivering good products?
0: Yeah, there's there's one really- thing that that I learned, uh, you know, in kind of my journey of you know <laughs> being an engineer you know, writing code and and you know moving towards more of the product side, and it's this concept of uh, something called jobs to be done. Uh, this is something that came out of Harvard Business School, a uh, guy by the name of Clay uh, Christensen, you know, kind of pioneered this idea. And there's a a YouTube video you can go look up and definitely recommend folks do that. Uh, They talk about how McDonald's was working on like trying to sell more milkshakes. Right, and as part of that exercise, they did what you know most people would expect: they go survey customers and say like, well, "Hey, customers, what do you think would make for a better milkshake?" And they they aggregate all the data, and you know they put it into the the, the hopper, and outcomes this new and improved milkshake, everything the customers asked for. And guess what happened? It did nothing. There was no impact at all uh, in terms of improvement in in milkshake sales. Uh, And really what what they learned through that is, what was important was understanding what was the job that the customer was trying to get done and how could they understand that job, have empathy for that job. uh, And, you know, when the customer goes to hire the milkshake for that job, that milkshake can do a better, better version. And so they go through this process of studying and they're interviewing customers and they're saying like, Hey, like, so like what are you really trying to get out of this milkshake? Like what's your goal here? And what they found out was that people had this long, boring commute to work. And they needed something that was going to keep them engaged during their drive to work. And they also needed something that was going to be filling enough that they didn't have to have breakfast because they were too busy and they really just need to get in the car and get to work. And, and they want to, you know, be hungry maybe around 10 or 11 o'clock so they could have lunch like a like a normal person. But they didn't, you know, they, they needed something to fill that that kind of dual void of helping them during the drive and, and whatnot. And so this is where they learned that the viscosity of the milkshake and how long it took to actually finish the milkshake was a really important part of the job to be done that, that the, the customer was hiring that milkshake for. And so, you know, again, just kind of zooming out, I mean, this is a lot of you know uh, abstract you know, sort of concepts, but it's really important for engineers to internalize this stuff. Because if you just go build all the whiz bang features, or alternatively, you just listen straight to your customers and say like, hey, go build X, Y, and Z, you might wind up doing the wrong thing, right? And really, it's a lot more important to develop that deep empathy for your customer, understand what are they trying to accomplish and how can your, you know, everything you're doing on the engineering side work to better solve their end goal rather than maybe what they're asking you for on paper, if that, if that makes sense. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that does make sense. Before I let you go, is there um, anything you'd like to share about what DigitalOcean's been doing lately or anything that's coming up? Yeah, uh,
0: I mean, we've been very busy at DigitalOcean. Uh, you know, we just recently announced the general availability of DigitalOcean functions. Uh, so for developers who are interested in building serverless applications, um, we've got a really great offering uh, that allows like API oriented and Jamstack applications to run on our platform. Um, you know, one of the things I love about Dio that uh, sort of attracted me you know, to coming here is the the predictable pricing that we offer. Um, you know, a lot of folks are really just kind of annoyed with, you know, this idea of cloud pricing that's like, meters that are so complex. It's like a, you know, the, the housing, you know, a bill for housing complex at the end of it, right? People are like, well, how much is my bill going to be at the end of the month? You know, Dio really kind of nails that across the product portfolio. And so for folks who are looking at building new modern apps like with you know serverless functions or maybe with Kubernetes, um, I definitely recommend uh checking out what we're doing. I think it's very differentiated from what you'll find at the big cloud providers, the Amazons, the the Azure's, the, the, the Googles of the world. Um, and, and we're finding it's really resonating with folks who are in that kind of builder mentality, like the tech startup, you know, folks of the world.
1: Awesome. Well, it's really great getting to talk to you today, and I appreciate you coming on the podcast to kind of share your your expertise and your opinions on on this topic. Thanks, John.
0: I'm glad, glad to be here.